0: Oh, <music> If you're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. You put down a deposit, you get up to $1,000 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right. Joined by Mr. Jason Shear. I am Mike Luke. All right. We've got a lot going on. Uh, got a lot going on today. First of all, some house uh, housekeeping. Uh, Shear, you got a deal going on at uh, Wildcat Authority coming up. What's the deal?
1: Yeah, we're going to do uh, a ridiculous deal up until... Uh it starts Friday midnight or Thursday midnight, whatever you want to call it, but 75% off an annual subscription. We're going big for the first weekend of college football. So uh it is a, a massive, massive deal. The only other time we do it is Cyber Friday. So
0: yeah. uh, back the A and do that. Back the Wildcat Authority A as well. Okay. A couple of things we've got to talk about. First, um with football season here. I'd like to give a big thanks to everybody out there. The um We've uh, hit record. hit record down well over forty thousand this past month, um, just alone on that. So big, big thank you to everybody out there. And um, a tap and bottle. We are going to be have. We're going to have a watch party, a tap and bottle for every away bass or football and basketball game. Glad that uh, the people that I met at the radio um, were uh, making this happen for us. I'd also like to thank the little guy Herb out there, Herb. Um, Basically, how do I put this? Just a big thanks for you keeping me motivated over the years. And I know you're still talking about me a little bit. It's cool. Doesn't really matter. But at the same time, just know you said some things you probably should not have said. that could probably get you into a lot of trouble. So just remember that when you talk about me. All right. And again, so thanks for the little guy right there, Herb. All right. Now, the guy who's not little, Mr. Jason Shear. Let's talk. Arizona football play in San Diego state. You and I both like Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but we do. All right. Then here's why let's go by, the, let's go by the reasons for it right there. First, I, I don't think that San Diego state, and again, this is crazy to say, but when you look at San Diego state and you look at Arizona, if you didn't know anything, Arizona's got better players, I think. Again, you look at the quarterback situation. Arizona's got better quarterbacks. You got uh, running back, fair enough. You got some guys coming back, better wide receivers. The front five for Arizona is solid as far as the O-line goes. So where are we uh, – what are we missing here? Why is the line the way it is?
1: Uh, I think it's A, San Diego State's at home, and B, the the defense is better probably than Arizona's. The thing that we keep coming back to me and you, we were talking about it earlier, is San Diego State's offense is just completely different. Their running back is gone. Their quarterback is gone. Even though they're going to say Burmeister is an upgrade, NFL tight end, like fourth round pick, gone. Offensive line only two starters back. The other three, I believe, are redshirt freshmen. Right. Their first game ever. Wide receivers. I think it was we were going over it earlier. They they lost like four of their top five wide receivers. I mean, it, it's a completely new offense defense. They've lost some guys, too. They should be pretty good. But, you know, the path to the upset is is the fact that San Diego State's offense is one giant question mark.
0: Here. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. A lot of people have questions about the Arizona defense, and fair enough. I mean, you know, again, it's not, you know, this isn't going to remind anybody of Alabama. But when I look at San Diego State, the majority of the players that they had last year that were able to make that aren't there. Greg Bell is not there anymore. And again, you got Braxton Burmeister in who's on his sick. Is it his fifth sc- or what is it? His fourth school?
1: Oregon third. It's only his third.
0: Okay. So I'm just thinking
1: Arizona. So that's why twice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Braxton Burmeister is okay. I don't think that anybody's looking at him though and saying that he's a difference maker.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's only started one year of college football.
0: Right. The other one no. to start, and then he transferred right after. And there's nobody that would think that he's a better quarterback than Jane Delora. Right. Right. So, again, now, if you're from a San Diego State perspective, then I would imagine that you're try- going to try to run the ball right at Arizona and you're going to try to do what you did last year. But I just don't know that they necessarily have the personnel. And again, I don't want to make this out like. San Diego State is, you know, a juggernaut or anything, but they're talented in the trade. I mean, you know, they they put some guys in the league. It's a steady program, but it's also significantly different than it was last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, like San Diego State's bread and butter is the run game. They're going to try to, you know, pound the ball, then you you sacrifice to stop the run, and that's when they throw it. But, you know, could they, they could very well do that on Saturday? I don't know, but they're working with a, a new O line. Like their, right. their center's good. I think it's their left guard that returns. But uh, w- when I say redshirt freshman, like this is the first action these guys have gotten. Like Josh Simmons looks the part. He's huge. He's three hundred pounds. But he's playing against guys he's he's never been in this role before. Right. right? And so it, you know if if you're Johnny Nansen, you're they're going to be very creative on defense. And that's another thing. Like there's no film on Arizona's defense. This right. is a completely different defense than what Don Brown ran last season.
0: All right. Kobe Thiel, he should be listening to us. The Kobe, the youngster, one of the coolest dudes out there. I'm still giving him crap about predicting that the Hawks were going to beat the Heat. That did not happen, but he's still one of the coolest dudes out there. Kobe, you're the man. Um, but, all right, so let's talk about the on the defensive side of the ball for Arizona. And to me, and we've talked about this all, uh, we've talked about this for a great deal. To me, it starts and ends as far as important with Keon Bars. I believe that Keon Bars has to be the guy that establishes the middle. Again, I don't don't need him to get 15 sacks, but I need him to get six or seven sacks. And at the same time, I need him to be able to cause problems because at that point it becomes a lot easier for Hunter Echols and Jalen Harris to be able to do their thing.
1: Yeah, and San Diego State's best offensive lineman is their center. And right. that's going to be a, a really good matchup. And if Bars can get going, if he can create momentum and pushback, uh, San Diego state's going to struggle with that line because that's opening it up for mismatches with Arizona. Uh, you know that, and, and that's the key. You could probably say it every week, but if Arizona contains San Diego state's running game, like if it's just not going off with big runs or whatever it may be, uh, I don't, I don't see how San Diego state wins. Like I think San Diego state has to establish the run. I think Arizona knows that and they're going to sell out a little bit for the run. Because it's so important to what San Diego State wants to do offensively.
0: Well, yeah. And on top of that, too, is that San Diego State, like I said, they just don't have the personnel that they did last year. And we'll continue to talk about that. But let's talk about who's lining up next to uh, uh, Keon Bars on the inside right there. You sent me the uh, the basketball video of Paris Shand. And you and I both know, I mean, the coaching staff is fairly confident in Paris Shand and Tia Savea, who we're going to get to in just a second. But shand is an athlete and he looks the part i think that we're going to know fairly early on if he's really a football player though because he's got all the physical abilities and the physical tools to be able to make this happen
1: like i've gone to to like au tournaments with you and i said this guy's playing the wrong sport right like I know like, like evan batty comes to mind i know he was a pretty good basketball player right that guy with his footwork could have been an all-conference offensive lineman right right and Perry shand you see him as a basketball player his footwork is fantastic for a guy his size. That means something. Like, I bet you he could play the offensive line. But defensive-wise, like, the one of the best plays of camp was he jumped up, tipped the ball to himself, and intercepted it, which not many defensive linemen can do. He is a, a very good athlete, and he's a guy where you can tell when the coaching staff talks about him that, like, this is the year. This is the year where it's all kind of led up to this. He's developed. He's put on the weight. And, and this is the year where if Paris Shan is going to make an impact, we're going to see it this season. And and they like him quite a bit. He's the starter. I know the depth chart had an aura with Savea, but he, he, Shan's going to be the guy. Savea will play, but Shan's going to be the guy that gets the majority of those snaps.
0: I get a lot of people that ask me about Tia Savea, again, the UCLA transfer, X four star kid. And honestly, I don't know what to expect. He was highly rated coming out. He didn't play, at, I mean, he was out for some of camp, obviously. What, what are we looking for from him to just be kind of that really good backup swing tackle? What 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 is the what does the coaching staff want from him?
1: Yeah, I mean, he got hurt the last week or so and, and he's come back this week, but I think the expectation is what Nansen said is probably about twenty to twenty five snaps on Saturday, if they can get that out of him. And and ideally that grows because they want to have such a big rotation. But he's another athletic guy. He probably needs to get a little bit bigger. I think he's two ninety right, right now. Um, Probably needs to get a a little bit bigger and he'll get there. But he's another guy, you know, very athletic, good motor, um, just kind of has to get in probably a a little better shape and a little acclimated because he did miss a a chunk of camp.
0: Yeah. All right. Now I'm going with my wild card. My pick to be a wild card to make the all-conference team or to at least be in the discussion, and that is Jerry Roberts. I think Jerry Roberts, if he stays healthy, maybe he's not all conference, but I think he's going to have a big season. You and I were sitting next to each other when uh, when I asked about Jerry Roberts to uh, coach Fish, and you could tell. And we're going to get to Fish's mannerisms here in a second, but you could tell that Fish Fish doesn't plan on Jerry Roberts leaving the field very much.
1: Yeah, like Arizona, when we talk about defensive concerns, the first one's linebacker. To me, I think right. linebacker the biggest concern but Jerry Roberts isn't that concerned. It's like the other linebackers without the experience. I think Roberts is the leader of that group. There's a very good chance he leads the team in tackles. They only play two linebackers to begin with. He's gonna be all over the field. Uh, He's a guy where you know, figuring he stays healthy. I think he's gonna put up some pretty big numbers for this defense.
0: All right, Colby Cage, you were a big fan. You were one of the first people that was on Colby Cage last year. You liked Colby Cage a great deal. And uh, you just said he just needs to be able to put on some good weight. He's put on the good weight. What did you always like about Colby Cage? He,
1: he plays very similar to a, to a safety. Like, he, at first, he was one of these hybrid guys. He's a really good athlete. But the thing that they like about him in linebacker, and you're going to see it on Saturday, I assume, is he's really good in coverage. Like, mm-hmm. he, he is similar to a safety. He probably needs to get a little bit bigger, which is why he didn't play uh, last season. But – He's a guy where he could get out in coverage. He can get out in sma- space and make plays. You know, good athlete for linebacker, and, and they like him quite a bit. He, The last few weeks, he got a, a strong hold on that linebacker spot.
0: All right. We're going to talk about the DBs in here in just a second. But, again, you got to pay the bills. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. You put down the deposit, you get up to a $1,000 in free plays. 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. Okay. Now, talking about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you know another enticing one that I see, the over, and our good friend Scott and Rebecca tap and bottle will include me onto this, over of one-and-a-half in-conference wins. That one, to me, is interesting because you got Colorado, you got uh, Cal, you got ASU, you got Wazoo, you got Washington. Those are Those are winnable games.
1: I'm taking the over one and a half. I love the over. I thought it'd be two.
0: I thought it would be two as well, but again, I'm just quoting Scott and Rebecca right there again. Check us out uh, for the watch party starting at 12 o'clock on uh, down at downtown Tap and Bottle. But I like that, so check it out. The DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. All right, now let's talk about the secondary a little bit. Trade and Stoops is back, and uh, this is great. Um, Trade and Stoops. <laughs> Traden Sukes Nick you're beast. Trade, trade Stukes is back and I'm I'm intrigued I'm intrigued to see what because by the end of the year he was one of Arizona's best DBs last year. The question I have though is that he's not the guy like when you look at a Takario Davis or you look at a Ephesians Price hawk, both those guys just kind of stand out athletically. When you look at a Christian Roland Wallace, not the fastest guy in the world, but he's a guy that you, you he you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna try to bump and run. He's gonna try to get, you know, get in your face. Trading Stukes to me is interesting because I don't exactly know what his forte is. And I think if you're the coaching staff, you just hope that his forte is being around the football.
1: Yeah, I think Stukes is a really good athlete. He probably needs to get a little bit bigger, but you know I you know you said he's back we don't know he he missed most of camp right uh, and, and so we you know I, I don't know if he's going to play if he does play i don't know if it i don't think it'll be like every down type of thing right um but he's a guy where like you mentioned you know what you're getting with christian roland wallace Dakario davis and pricehawk um you know they're freshmen but you know where they're headed stooks kind of has to get to that next level you know a lot of times like in basketball you talk about making that jump from one year to another in football, it's it's pretty similar. And this is that opportunity for Stokes He was pretty good last season, but then he had moments where he didn't really look good at all. This has to be that jump where he needs to become a consistently good corner. And, and San Diego State is gonna challenge him with uh with Tyrell Shavers, He's a, a mm-hmm. big um, you know, maybe they put Christian Roland Wallace on him, I don't know, but Shavers is six six and he's a he's a pretty, you know, solid. Former four star guy, and that's going to be a challenge for whoever covers him, but figuring it Stooks, he's he's going to have to step up and you know, it, it, yeah, like you know what you're getting with Christian Roland Wallace if they could get solid play all season from Stooks and obviously that that'll go a long way in the success of this defense.
0: To answer Kobe uh, Field's question, he says, do you think that we'll see a good amount of a, a second linebacker? or Do you think it's Cage's spot? I think Cage is going to be out there until he proves that he shouldn't be out there. I think the coaching staff feels very good about it, and it's something, again, that Jason saw last year at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think if there is a linebacker spot that's going to get rotation, it's probably that one. Right. Um, my name is Anthony Solomon and Malik Reed. But, again, those guys didn't have outstanding camps. Cage was clearly better in camp. So if he's playing well, then like I I get Johnny Nansen saying they're going to rotate guys like crazy. But if a guy's playing really well, he's not leaving the field.
0: All right. Let's talk about fam. Mr. Speedy Luke. Okay, I and I've said this from the beginning and I get the comparison, but people need I, I don't. To me, that this, this isn't a trunk candidate situation where you can give him the ball 20, 25 times a game. I think he's far more, and we made this point the other day, he's far more DeAnthony Thomas and how he was used in Oregon. You get him five to six carries out of the backfield. You get him four to five catches. You have him returning kicks. I'm at the point now, Jason, and you and I talked about this before the year, where we were like, okay, is this going to be, what, eight, catch, eight touches a game? I think he's so good that and again, I know that he's small, but I, I'm more in that 12 to 13 yeah. touches per game now.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you look at him and he's fourth on the depth chart at at running back, but he's not right. running back because they're going to give him other ways. You know, whether it's kickoffs, you know, it's a slot receiver, it's an end around sweep, you know, whatever it may be. I think 12 touches is probably right. You know, Dude. and and, it, it, and they're going to go with the hot hand. Like if you give him, you know, if he goes for a 50 yard run in his third touch, he's getting more touches. That's just how the running back room is going to be this year.
0: All right. So I look at the running backs. And again, I know that Michael Wiley is getting the start because he's solid. But the guy that I'm intrigued by and I'd like to see at some point, and it probably won't happen this year because he's a true freshman, I'd like to see Jonah Coleman wrestle that position away. I'd like to see Jonah get about 14, 15 carries per game.
1: No, I think it's going to happen. It it, it may not happen this week, but I I think Jonah Coleman will be the main running back. Um, You know, I like Wiley. I like Wiley great kid, good leader, does everything right. Um, I get why he's starting. But when you take a look at the running back room, I think he's probably the least dynamic, if that makes sense. So he might be consistent, but he's not the type of thick running back that can, you know, break off big runs like DJ Williams or Jonah Coleman, or he doesn't have the speed of Luke. He's kind of a guy that you trust up there to block and get decent gains and all that. But um, the other guys are just more dynamic. And and to me, eventually that'll kind of, even out the coaching staff will see that and, and the running back dynamic will change a little bit.
0: What players on this team do you think to yourself, all right, they could be in the NFL next year because Jed Fish did put out there on Twitter, never again, as far as Arizona getting shut out.
1: I mean, is Jacob Cowing; he'll be eligible after this year, right? He's eligible for sure. I think he's an NFL guy. I, 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 think, I think he's underrated. I, I think that unless you've seen him at practice or even if you watched him at Utah, you don't really know. Like he's legitimately – good right. christian roland wallace and jalen harris to me would have to test well um you know it, it's it's interesting it's it's tough because a lot of these guys like christian roland wallace is really good but if he runs a 40 he's not wowing anyone so for right. those situations
0: now all right so well, the other guy, too, that I'm somewhat interested to see as to what he can really do this year, and again, just getting back to on the field right here, is Dorian Singer. And Dorian Singer, again, at the receiver position, is a guy that I think in a weird way we kind of took for granted, but he's another player with kind of camp he had, with the way that he ended, he's not coming off the field either. I mean, those three starting receivers, I think, are pretty much entrenched right there.
1: Yeah, it's – I mean, that is a talented wide receiver. Like you said, like we – you know we were watching the in the press box we were watching the the last scrimmage and Singer had a bunch of plays and we were like we haven't talked about this guy enough. Right. You talk about T-Mac and you talk about Cowing and rightfully so and then you look at Singer's leading the team in receiving yards and touchdowns and you know look at his numbers last year had he played the whole season his numbers would have been ridiculous. Right. Uh, super athletic, runs good routes. Um you know he he is very good like he's a third wide receiver and he would easily be a number one receiver on other Pac 12 teams.
0: I'll show you how Arizona fans' expectations have changed, though. I thought that I was going out on a limb or that I was going to get pushed back the other way when I said that I thought that Arizona has the second best receiving core in the conference. They do have the second best receiving core in the conference. But then I thought people would say, oh, well, you know, uh, what about this school? No, Arizona fans are back in the A even more. They're saying, why is USC better than us? I hate doing this, but I'm going to tell you why USC is better than us, <laughs> I USC is better. us. Yes. USC Jordan or Jordan Addison is the best receiver in the country. And if he's not, he's right there. Then after that, you've got Mario Williams, who was the second most coveted receiver in the portal. Gary Bryant's your third guy. Again, Arizona's making the move. They're not at that level yet. So I just want to say, Jason Shear, do you have my back here?
1: Yeah, they just don't have the Addison type. Like I love cowing and he's going to put the numbers, but Addison, you know, and like, you take a look, like, I think their third or fourth receivers, is and Rice, who with a good right. back is a good receiver. He was just at Colorado. But, right. I mean, Houston is there. If you want to talk about depth, maybe. But, like, top three, you're still taking
0: USC. Speaking of depth, and let's get to depth in just a second, but two things. FOCO, the number one sports paraphernalia merchandising place going. Again, anything you want, They have. From bobbleheads to uh, uh, clothing, anything you name. Brandon Sanders, our guy, has it. Again, I keep saying it. If it's good enough for Brandon Sanders, it's good enough for me, certainly. And Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX. Check it out. Bar up in Phoenix. And you also have to check out the website. All kinds of good deals going on there. Now, um, Depp, Kevin Green. I thought it was interesting, too, because Kevin Green's a guy we've talked about quite a bit and he was the XUSC USC commit. He was on. He was put second on the depth chart right there. Kevin Green's going to play in every game this year at the receiver position, not just on special teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to depth. Like Kevin Green's going to play. AJ Jones is going to play. Anthony Simpson is going to play. Jamari Joiner is going. Like right. it's almost a thing where like we didn't see a lot of five wide in practice, but like eventually you're like, does Jed just have formations that maybe? we didn't see because there's so much talent at wide receiver and green is a guy where he looks like a guy that should be on USC and right. it's nice that So in guys like him, cause he's really, really good. And Kevin Cummings said, you know, the wide receiver coach said all he has to do is become a little bit more serious off the field and the sky's the limit. And for him, he is, yeah, he's if he was a starter, like I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know, he's not as good as the top three, but if you told me that he was starting and be like, okay, I see the potential. It's not like crazy. He's a legitimate right. good wide receiver.
0: Let's talk about Kean Burnett, not Keon. Public service announcement out if here. If you're
1: watching this, we need full player confirmation.
0: Yes, we do. Kean, but it is um Kian Burnett. Oh, by the way, this goes to show you what a superstar Shear is. My guy Nick's asking when Shear's next pod is out during my pod. Toby.
1: Toby and I were up to record it when the kids go to bed.
0: All right. That's cool. All right. Now, let me ask you this, though, about Kean Burnett. And again, it is Kean until otherwise proved. Um, I, You know in a weird way about him? I think he's every bit as talented as he was made out to be. And the one thing, though, I think that he might just take him a little bit more time because of the complexities of the tight end position when it comes to blocking. He didn't have a position coach in high school. My arrival date for when you see the real Kian Burnett is next year.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And The thing is, I know Keen Burnett, he blocked in high school. But this is just a different animal. Like, you're blocking dudes that are much bigger. They have them lining out wide. They're going to try to use him. Like, And and I think he's going to be solid for a freshman. But I think he's going to be one of those top candidates to make that major jump from freshman to sophomore, where he's going to come in, be a lot bigger, stronger, faster, uh, and really make that impact as a sophomore. But I don't want to, like people think he's a lost cause that's not what we're saying we're just saying that he'll be better as a sophomore than he will a freshman especially when you look at that room like Alex Lyons and Tanner McLaughlin are are solid tight ends
0: right but yeah but Bur- Burnett's the guy though that has I think that all-conference potential when everything finally starts to reach it all right now before we uh, switch over to basketball we're going to talk about one of uh, mr Henry Henry Vasar correct Vasar yeah by the way Nick I'm just kidding with you, my man. This is <laughs> Nick. Just messaged me. Uh, super appreciate uh, you, you, and all your support. And you should be listening to Jason's podcast. If you're not listening to Jason's podcast, want to you're, make, you're making a mistake. Yes, absolutely. Especially with Shelby. Shelby added the little spice that was needed right there. Right. So you got the knowledge, you got the uh, the intellect, and then you got a little bit of the seasoning right there with Miss <laughs> Shear. But all right, before we get to basketball, though, let's talk about. What, how many wins on the season for the Cats? And are you back in the A to a win?
1: I I think I picked five, so I'm going to stay consistent. I, I, do, I do believe Arizona is going to win this week. I think at the end of the day, San Diego State's offense just isn't there. I think I picked 24-20 to 20, Arizona.
0: Okay. I'm going 24-17. I'm going for the A to cover the SDSU do do? spread. A reverse cover. A reverse cover right there. And again, if you wanted to check it out, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You put down the deposit. San Diego State is a six-point six, uh, six point favorite right now. I sheer thought the line had moved. I told him earlier that it hadn't moved. It had stayed there. So, again, if you think that Arizona's going to win like we do, go in there. Or if you think that we're idiots and that uh, you sh- uh, want to go with the John Canzano approach, go the other way. But either way, the DraftKings Sportsbook app makes some money off of that. All right, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball, a little bit of conference realignment here. Um, by the way, people saying bring on, let's see here, after we beat those Aztecs, bring on Bama. I like that, dude. That's a different
1: 2030, they're playing Bama?
0: 2030. Oh, man. Will, will, Arizona, will Alabama be ready for Arizona by 2030?
1: Nick Saban will likely retire just because he doesn't want to face Arizona.
0: If he does retire in 2029, we know what's up.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jed Fish to Bama, Richrod, Richrod back to Bama. Where's yeah, <laughs>
0: Richrod to Bama. He kills it at Jacksonville State, and they bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about Henry Vasar. Correct. Vasar. Okay. What really, what really stuck out to me when uh, we got to see him today. Um, af- obviously, uh, four or five star, uh, Estonian basketball recruit, obviously coming in freshman, first time he got to meet with the media. He's got some pretty broad shoulders on him. He's going to be a guy that Chris rounds is going to be able to put a lot of weight on.
1: Yeah. He's a big kid. Like there's no debate about his size. He's a big kid and he's got a frame to put on weight and strength. And I bet you he's going to be able to do it pretty easily. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, as soon as he walked in the room, we we're like, oh, okay.
0: Who combines for more fish to everybody's now Richrod in Nebraska? Fish in <laughs> Nebraska. I love all of you. Um but uh, let me ask you this. If you were to add who has who combines for more points and rebounds this year? Umar Ballo or oh, Sumlin in Nebraska? All right, Kobe, come on. Um <laughs> who combines for more points and rebounds this year? Uh Umar Ballo or Henry Vesar? Oh.
1: You know, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be Vesar. I think Umar's probably the better player earlier in the year. Um, you know, Vesar is a obviously a, a better prospect, but I think it might take him a little bit of time. But by the end of the year, I think it'll be Vesar.
0: Do you think they end up playing both about 20 minutes per game, something like that?
1: I think Umar needs to become a better rebounder. For a guy yeah. his size, you want to see him dominate the glass. And I still like, you know, you you're, you kill Zoo for, for, for the tournament last year. And I get it, but... When you take a look at Umar, like, he got pushed around, too. And, and so, you know, you want to see those guys get more rebounds and step up.
0: The difference, though, the difference, and that's a fair point, but it's a disingenuous point. I, know, that, I
1: know you're, you're going to say. One has a bigger role than the other and all that. Well, I expect
0: far more out of a youth list. It's like comparing you to somebody that doesn't know anything about uh, – it's like like a local radio host or something. I expect more out of you, and it's the same thing with the Julius DeBellis right there. You Are expect, we-
1: yeah, I I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, if you're a big dude and you're Umar ballas height, you need to like go get a rebound. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree down. with that. Like the Texas Tech game, I'm oh, not the, Te- the TCU game with the uh, I don't remember his name, the big dude on TCU.
0: Yes, uh, up- I, I can't remember his name either, but I've done a lot about.
1: all year, and then looks like you know the Shaquille O'Neal against Arizona.
0: Right. Now, let me ask you this then. So we got, we got the Umar, we got Umar Bala, we got Henry Vesar. I believe that Vesar is a two-year player. I think that people need to pump the brakes here a little bit here. Like you and I, so when you and I first saw Lowry marketing come in, we were both like, all right, well, this is a pit stop for him. He'll be here for one year. Vesar isn't on that level. Vesar is an NBA prospect. He's just not, I mean, but again, he's not that super elite. Well, duh, he'll be here a year and then he's going to be a lottery pick type.
1: Yeah, and you also got to keep in mind, like most international guys, when they come to college, they aren't coming with the belief that they're one and done. And like Vesar said today when I asked about college or international, why he basically said he said college is better to develop. And when you talk about develop, you're you're generally not talking about one year. And like the international kids, generally speaking, aren't dying to get to the NBA as soon as possible, whether it's a good decision or not. And you know, Vesar is a good player, but he's not the type where He's got like super explosive athleticism or an obvious, you know, lottery pick, but he's he's a good player. Oh
0: all right. Now bless you right there. Okay. Um couple things before before we sign off here. Um I want to talk about conference realignment, the latest news right here, and a couple things. If you're looking for information on this, non biased information, you need to be following Brett McMurphy. You need to be following Dennis Dodd. You need to be following Jason Shear because these people—they don't really have an axe to grind here. And again, watching today, Shear basically mutilating Canzano and uh, to a lesser extent yeah. Wilner on Twitter. But just kind of break down what you thought of today's uh, today's um, news. I guess that the Big Twelve is about to go into a negotiating. Uh, a window with uh, uh with national networks
1: now the thing here is it, it it's, it's a little bit there's other people trying to misconstrue it it is not an exclusive window which is a good thing for the big 12 because what it means is if they don't come to an agreement uh they can reevaluate and go to an exclusive window in 2024 but what it does let them do is sit down at the table and discuss it and get numbers and there's no way the, the simplest way I could put it is there's no way Brett Yormark does this unless, you know, if he doesn't have a plan, he clearly has a plan. He clearly believes the numbers are going to help whatever cause it has, whether it's TV agreement, taking schools from the Pac-12 or whatever. Otherwise, there's no reason to do it. And the Pac-12 has to be wondering, OK, why is Yormark doing this? We don't like that all of a sudden we were bragging that ESPN and Fox were only at the table with us. And now they're at the table with the big 12, too.
0: It just is. You can't have it both ways, I think, is what you're saying, is you can't say when it's, you know, when when it's good for the Pac-12 or when it appears good for the Pac-12, then it's, well, it's an exclusive window. Now it really doesn't matter. And I think that's a little bit of the issue, along with making it out like you're talking to people that you're not really talking to.
1: Yeah, like the whole thing, like, it's always funny. Like, I talked to a Pac-12 South AD, and they said it's not a big deal. No Pac-12 South AD is going to tell a reporter for an article, yeah, man, Big 12 is looking awesome right now. No it, way. It,
0: it just wouldn't happen.
1: Can you imagine, like, I talked to one AD, like, like, if you called Carol Foyt or the president or whatever it was, the AD, Mike Bowen, before they left the Big 10, if John Guizana was on the phone with him two minutes before, man, I love the Pac-12. We're here forever. Click announcement. Like, it's it's just, they're never going to do it, ever. And it's it, so, stupid.
0: and nor should, and nor should they
1: No, you can't, you're not allowed legally. You can't.
0: Right. So, and again, I always, and again, I know Wilner doesn't look, Wilner doesn't look great today, but I will, I will always say that to me, the distinction with Wilner though, is that I don't believe he makes things up. He might get things wrong, but I don't think that he makes things up. That to me is the big distinction between the two.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
0: All right, Jason, you've been a man, you've been a leader of men now. Before we sign off, you got a deal going on. Tell them where you can find the deal.
1: Yeah, so wait till Friday, wake up at midnight, stay up, 75% off uh, annual subscription. It's We're basically giving it away, and we only do it once a year normally. Uh, we're doing it for the opening season kickoff, so take advantage of it. It is a, a really, really good deal.
0: All right, now, um, before we sign off, one thing, though, that we need to let everybody know. The back the A movement. Anybody out there on Twitter that has not changed their background to back the A, please do so if you are willing and able. But we have Jason Shear promising <laughs> that if Arizona that if Arizona beats San Diego State, he will change the background to back the A. Is this is this correct?
1: Forty eight hours. It's always been forty eight
0: hours. All right, forty eight hours. But the forty eight hours starts Sunday, so you have yeah, to have so it by uh, Tuesday. Yeah. You can Sunday, change it on can, Tuesday.
1: Change it for Tuesday. Once we start to turn to uh, to Mississippi State, I'll go one further. I'll do it after every win for forty eight hours until Arizona loses.
0: All right, at the thirty four oh five mark, I'm going to have our producers <laughs> check this one. All right, we're uh, yes, Gilbert Rodriguez. Great to see that you're doing that. Really appreciate it. We got to get this thing up to a thousand. All right, Sheer is always your boss. Um, tell uh, tell Shelby I said hi, and uh, we will talk to you soon.
1: Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, everybody. And by the way, everybody out there, awesome, uh, awesome interaction today. Appreciate you all. We will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.